Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into here on a Tuesday and I don't want to waste any time, so Let's bring in my main man from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good because we got a little bit of uh, a rebrand here from one of the LA teams <laughs> that uh, a lot of fans have been waiting for. So I'm feeling great, actually, despite the performance of said team. But, uh, yeah, feeling good. So I, I wanted to talk to you about that, and I kind of wanted to focus at least like the first segment on that because, um, first of all, you know, the uh, – the, First rebrand uh, post the Steve Ballmer purchase took p- place in 2015. And I remember this, uh, this happened, you know, while I was still covering the team, uh, the rebrand, I think was unveiled on the Conan O'Brien show or something fun. I mean, the Clippers to their credit, always try to do something big and try to, you know, like, who do we go to for the rebrand? You know, do we give it to Zach Lowe? Do we give it, you know, obviously 2015, it was Conan O'Brien. And, um, um, Listen, I, I think the first rebrand didn't go over as well. They, okay, so let's start here, Grant. Let's, let's start here. When uh, Steve uh, Ballmer purchased the team, it came at a very unique time in Clippers franchise history because the team was only put on sale because of the Donald Sterling tape, which, by the way, a lot of, of people will uh, see in the new document. And that's not a documentary. It's one of these, like, um, uh, docudrama shows anyways i mean they they're the whole the donald sterling um you know tapes with v stiviano and all that i think is going to come about anyways that was the reason the clippers were up for sale it wasn't that donald sterling wanted to sell the team he was basically forced to sell the team he was uh uh per- permanently banned by the nba anyway so steve Ballmer, uh you know is is, is worth billions and billions of bo- dollars uh, purchased the team for two billion. It was so interesting at the time. People thinking like, "Oh my God, two billion for the Los Angeles Clippers." He way overpaid because at the time, you know, they don't own their own arena, they don't own their own uh, practice facility, and now the Clippers are worth at least twice that. Anyways, um, at the time of Steve Ballmer purchasing the Los Angeles Clippers, I said it would be smart for him to rebrand the team basically rename the team, all that good stuff. My uh, viewpoint was, listen, coming off of the Donald Sterling uh, tapes and all that and where the team was at and them, um, listen, at that point, they had not made a conference finals in franchise history. They had never made it past the second round. Their greatest success recently was only in the last couple of years because they kind of like lucked in the Chris Paul trade. They had Blake and DeAndre 
So they were a good team. The other reason was they were named after the Clipper ships in San Diego. Again, the Buffalo Braves moved to San Diego. They were rebranded the San Diego Clippers off of the famous uh, uh, Clipper ships that are uh, uh, docked in San Diego. Um, Donald Sterling buys the San Diego Clippers, moves them to Los Angeles, does not rename them, does not rebrand them. That's fine. All that good stuff. But the Clippers had never known any success, even going back to the Buffalo Braves. They had not had any success. So I basically said, rebrand them. Do, like, 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 do something totally fresh. Treat this as an expansion team. What Steve Ballmer's research taught him then and taught him now, and here's why I think it's a little bit flawed and I want to get your perspective on it, um, was that there was immense and violent blowback. Like, do not rebrand the team. And I said, well, who are you asking? Are you asking Clippers fans if they want to rebrand the Clippers? Because that's a little misguided because obviously Clippers fans don't want to rebrand the team that they're a fan of. That's If, if, if that's what you're doing, that's, that's dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, you should You should ask who are you trying to market this team for? Are you trying to go after just Southern California? Are you trying to go after the West Coast? Are you trying to go after the globe? Like, like that, like you, you got to think big. And I got to be, be honest with you, like the majority of the country views the Clipper brand a certain way. That being said, I do believe that uh, post Chris Paul trade. So since what, 2012, let's just put that that is the date. Um, they've been one of the best teams in the league. In fact, I think someone had mentioned that since CC Bomber has purchased the team, but I, I really have to give Chris Paul credit because this turnaround didn't just happen when Chris Paul, sorry, when Steve Bomber bought the team, this, this transition has happened for a few years. They've, there's only two teams with a greater winning percentage than, than them. And that's the Golden State Warriors. And we know all the success that they've had and the Boston Celtics. Like they are one of the top three. Uh, teams in the league win percentage over the past 10 plus years, 12, 13 years. Um, so they did not go with the rebrand. I uh, sorry, you know, they like, they're not renaming their team, but beyond that grant, they are like kind of going back to what they were with the kind of cursive script, which is fine. Like, listen, I have no problem with that. I mean, I actually like that logo. I, I, I like that greater than the rebranded. 2015 to what is it now? 2024 logo. Um, there was that one logo that the team were refused to wear, and you could probably touch on that. There was one jersey that they're like, we're we're not wearing this crap anymore. Yeah. Anyway, um, long winded way of, and I, I kind of want to preface this by saying um, I covered the team for a number of years. You've been a fan for the team for a long, long time. Um, let let me start with the rebranding, and when I say that, like. They did consider renaming, like, like, okay, from, from this point on, we are the Los Angeles something else, the Los Angeles stars. And I'll just say that because they wore that old logo for a few games back in the day. Um, what, where were you at in terms of the team thinking of total rebrand? 
I kind of understand it from the aspects that you just mentioned where the moniker around the Clipper name is associated with losing and choking and failure. Um, so it, it, anytime you get a chance to get away from that, I think they, they definitely took a look at it uh, multiple times in the rebrand in 2015 and also this one as well, I believe. But, um, you know, I, I just think that for Balmer and co that, the Clippers, you know the name. Like, if somebody says the Clippers, you know kind of who's on the team right now. You kind of know where they're from. You know what their situation is. So I understand why they didn't want to do it. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, what kind of direction they're going in, like you said, they're returning back to the script kind of logoing as yeah. their secondary. Now their main logo is, is completely new. Like that yes. is something that we really haven't seen. Um, and everyone's saying that they hate it already. And that's just typical because everyone, you know, the, everyone hated the, the original logo too. Everyone hated the 2015 logo. Um, and this one is just miles better. You ask any Clipper fan on social media, you ask them at games right now, they're going to say that they absolutely love the logo. Look, I've talked to a lot of Clipper fans already. They love this new logo. They absolutely adore it because it's just, it represents what the Clippers are. The Clippers are a Clipper ship. That's a and, yeah. and also, Rush, what baffles me is that not a lot of people knew that. Wait, what it else is such a it like, is such a great point. Like the number of people who either uh, thought it was like Clippers as in scissors or didn't know what it meant. It's a Clipper ship, and again, like they were named after the Clipper ships in San Diego. If you ever go to the San Diego, like they have Clipper ships there. I mean, that's what a Clipper ship looks like. It's such a great point. Like the number of people who had no idea that the Clippers were named after Clipper ships. They're like, what is this whole, uh, you know, ships and nautical and like, yes, they're named after Clipper ships. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that kind of irked me a little bit in Clipper fans too. It's like, how did you not know this if you watch the, the games? I mean, I know that it's not really in their branding and now it is. Um, but th- that's kind of a common thing to know. So now they're including that more in this rebrand, which I yeah. really like. They're going back to, they, I, they took a little bit of roots from the eighties. They took a little bit of roots from the two thousands with the script logo and the red yeah. jerseys. So I absolutely love the new logos, the the secondary logos with the script. And I know that the script kind of, you know, it, it resembles the Lakers a lot. And a lot of people really don't like that script logo resembling something else. But the fans of the Clippers, and I, this is how I know they really listen to the fans this time, as opposed to 2015, is that... Every fan wanted the script logos and the red jerseys back. Yeah. So for them to return is really paying homage to the fans. And the colors, they're going with more of a navy blue and not that bright blue, that Dodger royal blue. Um, they're going really back to like orange, blue, dark blue, and red, which is really great. Um, the uniforms look slick. I love that they're clean. They took parts, like I said, from other eras. Um, the merchandise looks good. I think that Arash this redesign i mean if you're gonna have it here for the next 10 15 years whatever it is uh, i think they did a really excellent job of listening to what the the actual clipper fans like because i've seen a lot of fans around social media already talking about how they don't identify with it or they don't get it or all this stuff 
You ask any Clipper fan right now, they'll tell you exactly that they what it is and how much they like it. So that's how I know that they designed it specifically for the fans and not just for a marketing purpose. You know, I think in 2015, they just designed it to make it look more marketable, to make it look more appealing to everybody. This time around, they're appealing it more to their personal and their, their loyal fans, which is great. Um, the other thing is that I think these logos and these scripting... The, the timing is a little bit weird because usually, Arash, you see these types of things happen after the season. Exactly. But right now, I, I kind of see why they're doing it now because the arena is going to be almost finished in a couple of months. Yeah. You're going to have to be putting up logos and branding yeah. around the stadium. So obviously, you're going to have to have the new logos at the stadium. So that that's the reason behind doing it now. Um, and obviously, I love it. And Honestly, Rarash, one last thing on this. They did it at a perfect time because right now the Clippers are not playing good basketball. <laughs> they needed to change the conversation. Our, yeah, they're trying to change the conversation and get our minds off of it, and they did a great job of it. I mean, trust me, I, every Clipper thing that I've seen on social media today, the day that they released it, is not about how bad the team's playing. It's about how great everything looks. So I personally love it as a fan of the team for Almost two decades. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cool refresh. It's not a complete rebrand, but it's no. a refresh of their ideals, their designs, and the uniforms to just make it look more modern and more honestly connected to the fans part of it. So um, I, I really like that aspect of it. It's a great point. And uh, obviously, they're timing this as you touched on with the opening of the $2 billion Intuit uh, Dome. And as you touched on, uh, we, we have a date. By the way, uh, kudos to the Clippers and Intuit Dome. They are opening the arena when I'm getting married, October 12th. <laughs> Billy Joel. Awesome. I, by the way, I love, I, I love Billy Joel so much. I would totally be at the concert if I wasn't getting married <laughs> to the love of my life. So, uh, anyways, that, that, that is the date. So we have a date, October 12th. So you, you're, you're right. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably going to redo a lot of the logos that you see yeah. around it. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on this. The Rams did something sim- similar. When they moved into SoFi, um, and really kind of, let's maybe forget about 2020 when there was no fans there, but the, uh, you know, when they actually welcomed back fans and they had Matthew Stafford, uh, and, and listen, I, I, like I was the one who told the Rams, I love your old school uniforms. Don't change it. The reasons, the reason I have no problem with the new uniforms and everything now. Is why? Because they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, right. uh, uh, is there like any correlation? And again, like the Rams logo, I think just the history of it was so iconic. The Clippers is not so much. However, uh, your thoughts, uh, like, like as a Rams fan, when you think back to that rebrand and them winning uh, a Super Bowl in their first uh, full season with a packed house and all that stuff, uh, with the Clippers now doing this rebrand, new home right across the street in Inglewood. Uh, your thoughts on that? Because I listen, like obviously, if if the Clippers go on to win with this rebranded uniform and all that stuff, I mean, like that'll be the logo that we think right. of as like the uniform of the future. Yeah, I think the Rams rebrand 
honestly, people still aren't over it. Um, there's a lot of people I talk to that are just like, hey, what if we rebranded to this? Oh, I wonder <laughs> if they're, they're bringing back the old uniforms. Every time yeah. the Rams put out any bit of information about an old uniform, even a, a slight corner of a picture, people get so excited. Oh, are they bringing it back? Are they bringing back the yellows? Are they bringing... Everyone loves those ones that you recommended them to keep, which I agree with you. They should have. Yeah. Um, but honestly, look, the, the Rams uniforms have grown on me. Obviously, it, it is due to the championship. I mean, they wore those blue with the yellow pants, with the yellow socks, uh, and the, the horns on the helmets. They wore that in the NFC championship, and then they wore their, their they call them the modern throwbacks in the Super Bowl. So it kind of pays homage to the, to the throwbacks and the, and the older uniforms. I happen to like their uniforms um i just think that they need to include maybe an alternate version the rams just have i think they have three they have the bone colored the white um and then they have the blue one so rams are clam rams fans are clamoring for an alternate uniform of any kind whether it be yellow or a throwback or whatever um, I don't think we're going to see a rebrand from the Rams in a while. I just uh, yeah. think that, you know, it, they've kind of locked into that kind of style and that design. Uh, but like you said, they did it entering, I guess, their first year, full year with fans and everything at the stadium with the new colors, with the new uh, logos and, and uniforms. The Clippers could do the same thing. I mean, it, it's right across the street, like you said. So, um you know, for the Clippers, I think that this rebrand just, it just shows that, first of all, they had James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi in all of the promos, which may be a yeah. good sign that they're re-signing all of them, because you don't really just put point. those three in it. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously contract extension talks with Paul George right now, but um, I just think that having, you know, separating yourself as much up from the past and from the Staples Center Crypto.com arena and from the Lakers as you can, I think that'll bring in a lot of new people wearing their gear. And it looks like their merchandise is more catered to people to wear out. It's not really catered to center, you know, put the logo front and center. It's more like designer clothing, which is, I think, something that they took into account when they were designing these uniforms. But for them to go into a new arena with a fresh look, with a, a fresh feel, with new a new stadium, with their own everything now. They have everything new and their own. I think that's just really cool to see. And look, I, I've been waiting for it for years, since 2015, and I'm so glad they did it now. I, I really am, because... If they would have done it two, three years ago, um, you know, I just think that it wouldn't have had the more the excitement. You know, there's a lot of excitement around going into a new arena with yeah. expectations and and having that kind of fresh new feel. So I don't I don't think it's just great for the fans, but it's going to be great for the players too. I think they'll it'll look good on the court and they'll feel better just separating from the past and the history of the Clippers. What. What did you not like about the 2015 rebrand? And again, for those who don't, um, you know, know, I mean, like that, that's basically kind of like the logo that they have now. A lot of it that they've kind of like try to, um, but try to go against it's a little bit like the Rams when they moved to Los Angeles and they couldn't quite get rid of the old logo. They had that weird combo <laughs> for a season yeah. where, but, um, you know, it was like the, L A with the C around it, and they had this yep. like weird like jersey where like like the like the logo was like in the center of the uniform, and the players hated <laughs> it. What was it about that uniform and that logo that the fans did not like? 
it was just incredibly simplistic and yeah. it was just incredibly it wasn't even cartoony it was just too minimalist and yeah. this is something that i said on on our baller sports dialogue tiktok is that everyone right now hates simplistic and minimalist logos mm. and the clippers went ahead and did something that's not minimalist and not simple yeah. for the first time and people are still giving it heat which i don't understand but yeah. those 2015 uniforms it was this is what it was it was a lac there wasn't even a circle on the right uh chest and then on the left chest, it was a, a small number. So say Blake Griffin, it was a 32. Nothing else. There was nothing else. It was just on the right chest and the left chest. And then on the back was the, the name. So it was really a weird layout first. And then a weird, that's the one that they wore, I think, only five to ten times exactly. for one year. That was the one that everyone just did not like. Exactly. But other than that, it was just the, it, it didn't represent anything about the Clippers. They could say as much as they want about how the, the curves represented the waves and all that, but it just didn't represent what Clippers are. It didn't pay homage to anything. It was kind of just its own thing. Yes, the colors were the same, but everything was just too business-like, Arash. It was not, like, very in tune with what the fans wanted. And I think that's what caused an uproar and that's why everyone now is just so satisfied that they actually took credit and notes from the fans because back then Balber wanted to make it look new and fresh and modern like a business uh, to be marketable now it's more catered to the down-to-earth loyal fans which is why they love it it's such a great point because I think you know I mean having again covered that team I was in San Francisco when everything happened with Donald Sterling and when Steve Ballmer bought the team I think he wanted he was open to it, all suggestions, but when it was like, okay, like we're not going to change the name of the team, but we're going to change the uh, look. I, I totally agree. He, he, you know, like what's a corporate? Like he just wanted to get away from what the logo was uh, without having the input from the fans. And now that he's been a part of the franchise been a part of the team, amazing that it's been about 10 years. Like I think he knows what the fans want and they're Clippers fans. And by the way, the name Clippers means a lot more now than it did 15 years ago. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's um, leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the rebrand, talk actually about what the Clippers and Lakers are doing on the court. When we come back right here on the Mighty or 1090s of the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 400 
All right, we were talking in the last segment about the Clippers rebrand, uh, you know, effectively, you know, just changing uh, the look of the logo, the uniforms, all that good stuff. Grant, why do you think teams do this? I think generally speaking, again, the Rams did this before moving into SoFi Stadium. The Chargers kind of tweaked it to some effect before they moved into SoFi. The Clippers obviously doing this before going into their new home, the $2 billion Intuit Dome. Um, you know, clearly when you move into a, a new home, you kind of want to have maybe like a new fresh look. But, you know, why is this important, do you think, for the Clippers to do this? Again, having seen the Rams do this previously. Yeah, I think it's just brand identity. I think that this this new set of colors, this new set of designs, um, it just represents a more serious attitude. Um, it represents something that is fresh. It's new. It, it marks a new era, I think, Arash. And a lot of times you see these teams do it where it's, it marks a new start for their team or a new kind of era for their team, whether it's a rebuild or a new championship run or they just got star players, whatever it is. Um, I, I think the Thunder kind of revamped a little bit when they got uh, SGA and after the Chris Paul thing, they kind of tuned things in. So there's a lot of teams that do this just to, uh, you know, represent or signify a new start a new era um, and i think it was just it, it was time a lot of the times these designs get outdated like designs just trend there are trendy new things like designs now are just completely different from designs in the 90s i mean i remember in the 90s when we had the pistons uniforms and the spurs logos and everything was colorful and 3d and the, the raptors logo was all 3d now everything's kind of flat minimalistic um it's more you know muted colors so um it's just the way design is a lot of the the logos kind of look the same they're all flatter now they're all kind of uh simpler so uh the clippers one look it was simple before but i think that it's just it just kind of signifies a new start and especially a, a team like the clippers where you need to kind of build a new kind of brand and identity if you're going to be serious about competing for championships and competing for that LA market, which they have such a long way to go. I think branding and logos are the first thing that people are going to see. Like people are going to identify with these types of logos and these colors, these Navy blue, red and white colors um, more than they would, you know, the ones before, because the ones before represented, like I said, injuries and failures in the playoffs and all that stuff. This, these new colors and this new logo and these new uniforms could represent winning and being a top tier organization and Mm. being more upper echelon. So I think that, you know, especially with Steve Ballmer and the way they like to operate, um, they want to be a part of the elite of the elite. So they want to have logos that kind of represent what what their attitude is and you see that with a lot of teams like i said you know the pistons kind of revamped their stuff when they're going through rebuild right now and the rams obviously did it when they welcomed in the new stadium so um you know i think it's just to usher in a new era i think that's what what it really signifies is that there's a new kind of look for many years to come and to to put them into a, an elite contender status that i know these logos right now may not seem like much but you were probably going to identify them five, 10 years from now as wow, These are, this is one of the most uh, identifiable logos in the association. Exactly. And when a team has success in a current logo, uniform, whatnot, that's what gives it that, um, that cachet. Again, you know, when the Kings went back to the silver and black, 
Um, and then all of a sudden they, they had the success that they did winning two Stanley Cups in three years. Uh, then it's like, oh, like, 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 like that's the uniform. And then again, yeah. the, with the Rams, I'll be honest, when they did the rebrand, didn't love it. The fact of the matter is they won a Super Bowl in those <laughs> uniforms and they've had success in those uniforms. So I have no issue with it. The Lakers, by the way, like, like people kind of forget about this. The Lakers rebranded or had. Yeah. Uh, a different uniform when they went to Staples Center. What did they do? Three straight championships. Um, you know, they went on to win five titles in those, you know, rebranded uniforms with kind of like the strips down the side. And again, it, it was a different uniform. Uh, they went to white uniforms on Sundays and special occasions and things like that. So, you know, and honestly, Arash, yeah. I wanted to say one thing about yeah. the Lakers too is because I, you just brought this up. I had, I just completely forgot about this. When they got LeBron, when they got LeBron, they actually redesigned their uniforms. Yeah. They actually, uh, went back to the kind of 80s style with the stripping on the side and right. they had the new, uh, purple ones and the new white ones as well. So that was a new era for the Lakers. And as iconic as the Laker uniforms were, they s- decided to do a refresh when they got two new superstars. So that yeah. kind of feeds into the point. 100%. And, and again, like when, yes, people, you know, teams are trying to sell new uniforms, new jerseys and things like that. That being said, you know, I think, I mean, fans, uh, um, accept it more when you have success. And as simplistic as that sounds, that is the case that if the, you know, the Clippers next season, Move to into a dome and they win a title in these new uniforms. Uh, that that's going to be the uniforms that they should wear forever, and and then the uniforms that fans remember, and so on and so forth. Um, wanted to bring up a couple of other uh, uh, topics related uh, to this. Uh, you brought up a good point in, in saying uh, I don't think it's any accident that they used all the superstars that they have. I, th- I think the Clippers do like the 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 group that they have. Um, they're all locally born. They you 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 drive around Los Angeles. It, they really leaned in, into that Los Angeles born, Los Angeles bred. It's like, and again, they they did that um, for a while. And by the way, kudos to them in terms of really uh, the number of basketball courts around the community, yeah. around the city that they've. And again, I. I, I my, 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 my man, Nate Jones said, like, are, are they going to put new stickers? Nate, they may. And even if they do, who cares? I mean, they, the courts are there. <laughs> so whether they change up the stickers and I'm assuming that they might, but like, excuse me, like these courts are there. Um, do you think that this will mean their quartet of superstars will come back next season? I, I do. Um, and I think that I, I joked around with some Clipper fans earlier today is that, uh, I think one of the reasons why they didn't include Terrence Mann in any trade <laughs> packages with James Harden is because they had him in so many promos. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Mann is becoming like one of their, their premier guys to throw in at promos. I mean, he was at the Grove yesterday, yeah. uh, doing promos for their pop up. Uh, he was in the, the wall video that they have in the yeah. commercials. Um, so he's pretty prominent in, in a lot of those. So that was a, a running joke around social media today. But yeah, I, I think that look, all four of these guys love to be in Los Angeles. All four of these guys are from the Los Angeles area. Um, and I think that all four of them, now we know, I've said this many times in the past, is that now we know that it works, Arash, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if this thing didn't work, right, 
I don't think you'd be seeing James Harden in, in any of these promos. I don't think you'd be seeing Paul George in any of these promos because Kawhi is already locked up for another three years. We know he's here to stay. Um, it's just a matter of getting those other two signed uh, for extensions. And you know, James Harden is not available to do so until after the finals. So we're going to have to wait until the offseason for that. Um, but it just seems like these guys really love it here. They love the organization. Um, and, and I think they want to stick around. I know there's been a lot of things floating around about Paul George returning to Indianapolis and uh, him going back to the Pacers or him going to another contender. But I just think for Paul George, this is the best scenario for him at this stage in his career. If it was like five years ago, maybe I could see him going somewhere else. But um, even, even if they win a title and they have that ring and they can get as much money as they possibly can, I think that they just want to stay here in L.A. I mentioned that Kawhi re-upped his contract a few times. Paul George has once already. So we know that he loves to be a part of the Clipper organization. Um, the fans really want them to stay together. You know, a lot of times you have fans that are like, hey, we just need a little bit of a rebuild. We want to get rid of him and bring somebody else in. These fans want this core to stay together as long as possible. And that may not have been the case in, in late November, but it is now because we've seen it work for so long. Obviously, they're scuffling a little bit right now, but the potential of these four being together um, and having such a good team is there. And that's why I think that the front office realizes it, the guys realize it, and I think the fans realize it too. You've touched on this, and now like, let's go to, to what's happening on the court right now. The Clippers are three and uh, four, right, in their last yep. seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've not won two straight. It's been lost, win, lost, win, lost, win. And so, uh, perhaps the most upsetting thing or disappointing thing is that when they have gone against again, okay, so let's go through it. You know, they beat the Detroit Pistons, but then they lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They beat Golden State, good win. Uh, but then they lose to the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Beat Memphis, lose to Sacramento, and then again, going into uh, the big game tomorrow night uh, against the Lakers, which will be a home game for the Clippers. But um, when they have faced a playoff team, and certainly when you look at Oklahoma City and Minnesota, uh, the top two teams in the West, they have not looked great. And in fact, Grant, like they've really not been in the games um, and, and, and have not closed out well. Um, so as we go into this big game Wednesday against the Lakers, a playoff team or at least a play-in, uh, you know, tournament team, um, uh, your thoughts on where the Clippers are right now? Yeah, I just think that right now, I mean, Kawhi Leonard mentioned this, is that they're doing things kind of the right way, but it just looks like they're a step behind. And I, I have to agree with him. I mean, you mentioned this too, is that, a lot of these games, Arash, they're just not even in it. I mean, I know in the first half of that Timberwolves game, they were in it. But in the second half, they just got whooped. I mean, they got run off the court. I mean, by the by the middle of the fourth quarter, it was a 20-plus point game against the Thunder. Same thing. Really competitive first half. But in the second half, it just looks like they're running out of gas. And, you know, I, I've said this a lot is that it looks like they have tired legs. But... Right now, there's a lot of things that concern me in terms of the way they're playing. It's not just being tired. It's they're turning the ball over. They're ranked 22nd in defense since the end of the Grammy trip, which is, you know, towards the bottom of the league. I think they may even be worse than that now. Their offense is not good either. Um, and, and the thing about it is that they're healthy on paper. I know Paul George missed the last game. Um, and he'll probably play on Wednesday against the Lakers, but, 
they've been relatively healthy over the stretch. And ever since they got back from that Grammy trip, I don't know if they exerted themselves too much. I don't know if they should load manage. If these guys look, this is an older team. We know this. The, you know, Kawhi Leonard's 32, Paul George is 34, James Harden's 34, Russell Westbrook's 35. Like these guys are no spring chickens. And I know that seems very young in terms of life, but in terms of a basketball player, that's on the later end of their careers, right? So these guys, yes, they're playing at a high level and I still think they're at the, the end of their primes, but they just seem like one of the slower teams and probably the slowest out of the top four, the least athletic out of the top four right now. I mean, Denver, they have some older players too, and they look pretty spry. Um, obviously, the Thunder and the Timberwolves are very young and athletic, and you know they have a lot of guys that can bounce through the roof of an arena. But for the Clippers, it's not just that they're they're looking lazy. It's not just that they're looking slow or, or tired. It's the fact of the process that they're going through. They're turning, I think they turned the ball over 20 plus times the last game against the Kings. Um, they're not hitting their open shots. Um, it's just a bad process right now. And I'm, I, I know I like to, you know, Clipper fans love to over exaggerate everything and say that the sky's falling. But, um, during this time right now, and especially when you're so close to a top seed, especially a one or two seed, you can't really have these types of stretches or else you're going to find yourself playing the Phoenix Suns in the first round or you're going to play the Dallas Mavericks yeah. in the first round. And that's not for all the work they did after that six-game losing streak to get to this point and for them to get a four or five seed Arash, that would be pretty disappointing at the end of the year. And I know there's 20 set, 26, 27 games left, so there's a lot of time for them to fix it. But... Uh, the process right now that I'm seeing is just not as crisp as I saw in December and January right now. Here's the issue for them. And we kind of just touched on the, the sort of like lost win. But, you know, like, you know, you, you touched on the fact that like for whatever reason, like, they can't beat the Pelicans. But again, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you go back like like they have not won back to back games since February 4th and 5th. So let's just say, um, you know, again, like 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 they they probably will not win back-to-back games for one month. You know, when you go from February, uh, you know, 4th or 5th to, like, it may not happen again till March uh, 1st, and even if they beat the Lakers. This road trip coming up is is so critical for them. But when you look at it, it's at Minnesota. It's at Milwaukee, at Houston. Uh, Like, again, three-game road trip, March 3rd, 4th, and sixth, three games in four nights, which again, I, I, I don't think it's fair, but it, it, it is what it is, where you have at Minnesota March 3rd, very next night, March 4th, at Milwaukee, travel day March 5th, at Houston March 6th. So it, it just, um, not only is, has it been hard, it doesn't get any easier for them. And I don't see how they, how they're not a four or five seed. And again, I, I don't think right. they'll fall below that, but I do think they're uh, like, as of right now, and they could prove me wrong, but the way that they've played against these, these top three teams, um, like I, I, I don't see how they're not locked into that four or five slot, which means it, it, I've told you this, you know, having covered the Clippers where it was, that was, them in Memphis, and I'm like, oh, what a grind! Like, like, like. Right. <laughs> so the, the problem with that, and as you know, as the Clippers fan, is one of two things: one, I don't know if they can get out of this round. B, if they do get out of this round, 
Like, I don't know, like, what they have left. So that's the issue with the 4-5 matchup, is that you're going to get a team that, A, you might lose to, or, B, it's going to be a seven-game grind that when you do face the one seed, let's just say, for example, they've, they're they coming off a sweep or, like, a five-game series, and it, it's done. And it, it, it's just going to be a tough go for them. How I mean, I think I already brought this up, but like, how critical is the stretch right now? Like, 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 as we go into this big game against the Lakers and that big road trip coming up. Yeah, it's more critical than what I think that I'm seeing on the court and effort wise that I'm seeing from them. I think that you know all the talk about you know from the team itself. This is not just me saying this. All the talk from the team themselves over the past couple months was about how crucial getting a top seed was. Yeah. Um, how even in the off season, how crucial getting a top four seed was, um, even a top three seed. And all the things that I'm hearing now is like even Kawhi Leonard said this was just a little bit concerning. And I I understand what he said, but what he said was, I don't care if we're even a six seed. Like if we're healthy and our process is right, like we're gonna be good. And yeah. I don't like that kind of mentality. The mentality that they had in December and January was like, we want a one or two seed and there's nothing else that we want. Now they're kind of taking a back seat and being like, hey, uh whatever we do, you know, chip wherever the chips fall, it doesn't matter. And I don't I don't think that mentality translates to a deep postseason run. Like I've mentioned a lot of times, the Denver Nuggets were the one seed last year. A lot of the champions that we've seen in recent years were either a one, two, or three seed. The one exception was the Golden State Warriors, who were a four seed, who won it in 22. Everyone else outside of that has usually been a one through three seed. So when you take the regular season serious, you take the postseason serious and you get home court advantage throughout. Yeah. Like you said, if even if they win a first round matchup, you're going to have to play the one seed. Um, and I know that a lot of fans are going to go back to saying, Oh, well, it's eerily similar to the 2021 run. You don't want to have to go through that kind yeah. of gauntlet again. Yes, they did it one time, but you don't want to ever go through that. In 2021, they beat the Mavericks as the four, as the four seed. Then they played the Jazz, who, you know, were not really a, a touted, formidable one seed and beat them and got to play the Suns. You don't ever want to go through that type of run. Yeah. Um, and it seems like Arash, you're, you're right. Maybe they do have to again. I, but it's just not ideal, especially for how much work they've done to get to this point and put themselves into this tier. I mean, this has seemed like their season where they could get that one seed, which again, they've never had before. Um, and, and, and I don't even remember when I, when I covered them back in the Lob City days that they even had that for a day, that they at least had that for a day or two yep. this year. Um, and right now, like as we sit here today on a, a Tuesday, they're two and a half games back. But Glenn, as you know, like, like even, you know, when they go into these games with the uh, Kings or with the Thunder or with the Wolves or with the Nuggets and they're like, Oh, like if they win this game, and it's like the, it, 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 it is hard for them to do that. And now, yeah. you know, if they are in that four or five slot, to your point, they're looking at the Pelicans, which is, is a terrible matchup for them. They're looking at the Suns, which as the Lakers found out, no, no matter where the Suns are at, and it's still amazing to me that the Suns with all their talent, um, they're in this sort of four, yeah. five, six seed. You don't want to. And you, you brought up such a great point. You know, when you've had the season that you've had, and you get to the end of the season and you find yourself as a four or five seed and you're playing against the Pelicans team, which you 
can't beat. You're going up against the Suns team, which has just as much talent as you. Like it's a tough going. So, um, yeah, I mean, but 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 the fact of the matter is, Grant, it's two segments. We talked all Clippers because they are, <laughs> in my view, one of the most fascinating teams in all sports. And we'll do that again. Grant, you're the best. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.